psychologically speaking, vengeance rarely brings the catharsis we hope for. Yeah. Are we ready? You blow up Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Film Optics, where we bring you the strengths and shortcomings of the movie industry. I'm your co-host, Christian, and today we will be reviewing Birds of Prey, or BOP for short. Um, and as always, I'm joined by Devin. How are you doing today? It was, it was quite the BOP indeed. It was it was quite the BOP. You know, I was bopping my head along, you know, great great soundtrack and, you know, funny jokes. It's just an overall... overall uh, great time but um just to let everybody know before we get into the review we're going to split this um review into two sections we're going to have our non-spoiler section and then we'll give you a warning before we head into our spoiler section for those of you who haven't seen uh birds of prey and we will also um be doing a little bit of a news story or news podcast after this so this will be uploaded on for Sunday, so that would give people a chance to go see the movie, and then we will have our news uh, podcast prior um, to the review, just so people can have uh, something to listen to. But anyway, before we begin, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, all the major platforms out there for podcasting, and as well as YouTube. So uh, I guess let's just dive in, Devin. Uh, this. We'll uh, get into our non-spoiler section first. So I uh, w- w- uh, wanted to get your thoughts about the movie. You know, like, I know there's been a lot of controversy, unneeded controversy, actually, around this movie. But uh, what, what what were your overthoughts? Uh, ugh, my God, I cannot talk tonight. What were your overall thoughts of the film? Um, I, was, I was actually kind of worried going in because I didn't think the trailers were very entertaining. I know you liked them, or at least the first one. But. Yeah, I like the first one just because it was um, really explaining what a Harley Quinn's role was, was to serve. So, yeah. But yeah, the, the first the trailers didn't really vibe with me. And then I saw that thing on Twitter where someone compared that that one fight scene to John Wick and it wasn't very good. And I was like, oh, that's that's not a good sign. But then um, saw the movie and it was surprisingly good. Yeah, I would definitely have to agree with you there. Um, yeah, I remember seeing earlier on, <laughs> earlier on in the week when uh, people were like, "Oh yeah, man!" Like, was I guess the fighting cho- uh, choreographer was uh, a part of uh, the for Birds of Prey for this movie, and I was like, "Oh, that's that's really cool." Um, but I, I I would have to agree. I don't believe um, the fight scenes were as good. As they were in John Wick. Um, I actually think a couple of them were pretty close. Like there were a couple of really cool scenes and like really cool set pieces. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would definitely agree with you there. Um, it is, you know, they're, they're like, yeah, they're both action movies. I mean, John Wick is literally just like, <laughs> it's kind of like a video game, you know, when you go into like one room, you fight all the bad guys, and then it's just, then it's on to the next. So it's kind of, um, you know, a crazier ride. But I feel like with, um, you know, with Birds of Prey, it had a little bit more of a story to tell. So I thought that was very, very interesting. Uh, what did you think of uh, Ewan McGregor as a uh, Black Mask? Oh, he was amazing. Like, he's just like such a weird, wacky guy in this role. And it just works so perfectly. Like, you hate him. And then you just like laugh at the dumb stuff he's saying the whole time. And his laugh was amazing, too. He just kept weirdly cackling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's very true. It kind of reminds me of... Uh, my gosh, I think it was in Star Wars Attack of the Clones when he's uh, talking to Anakin and he does this really weird laugh and he's like, <laughs> he's like thinking about something that happened between them. And I was like, okay, that's kind of weird. But it kind of reminded me of uh, the laugh that he uh, did in Birds of Prey. But yeah, honestly, you, you got some, he's got some real range. Like nothing is off the table for him. He's so good. Yeah, I definitely agree there, man. It it is it's crazy of what he can do, and especially after seeing him in um, Doctor Sleep, I was like, okay, you know, he's not just a um, you know a person who can play these quote unquote, uh, I guess not really nerd roles, but superhero Star Warsy roles. Because honestly, I I haven't really seen him in too much else outside of that myself, but. Uh, yeah, he really does have that really great range, and he was he was a believable villain. I like the fact that you know he's he's a club owner, so that was pretty cool. And I know that's not necessarily what Black Mask is in the comics, but I always say, and I think Devin usually agrees with me here when it comes to adaptation. You know, um, you you got to ad adapt the source material from time to time um, for the general audience. I know everyone says for the fans. But uh, yeah, like, ima imagine if he had the mask on the whole movie, how lame he would have been. There would have been yeah. no emoting. None of it would have looked <laughs> right. It would have just been a mask talking to you the whole time. That would have been awful. Yeah. And I know some people would say, oh, well, what about Star Wars and Darth Vader? And it's like, that's 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 once in a lifetime. Yeah, it, it is once in a lifetime. And also, you know, I've seen heard people try to compare with uh, Iron Man. And like, well, to be fair, with Iron Man, they, they do kind of, you know, zoom in while he's in his suit so you can see his facial expressions when he's talking. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, it's kind of like a give or take type of thing. But I do agree with you there when it's – I mean, it kind of reminds me of Bane from – the Dark Knight Rises. We're like, he's talking like this, and everything's just so peachy. And, like, as great as his voice was, I mean, having the mask on, it was okay. Like, yeah, it fit the character. He looks like Bane. Um, but there, there's sometimes people just need to understand that not everything um, translates well from book to screen and that happens with all mediums whether it be comic books or novels it's just sometimes it just doesn't really work but you know in in it's it's you know in with mcgregor you know he has a very marketable face and you know you you you, you want to see that 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 nice little smile so it's yeah i mean it a, is what a it great is great smile throughout this movie 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, really, really great smile. But yeah, man, I um when I first, you know, I, I know you weren't super excited for the um for the trailers and and generally when when a new superhero movie comes out, I I, I am a little bit more excited than um than most people just because like th- this really is the um superhero renaissance that we are living in and these are the movies that like can you imagine if we got all this stuff when we were kids you know what i mean it's like what do we have spider-man all, all they had was superman and batman i, I guess some Batman. kind of sort of i mean we tried with Deadpool. I mean, not Deadpool. Sorry, uh, Daredevil, but that didn't really work. But this movie kind of reminds me. It's like DC's Deadpool in a way. Yeah, like, there's definitely some similarities, and I would say that's probably the best comparison that you could use for this movie because of the rated R-ness and the main character being the main draw. Yeah. Can you imagine if this was like rated PG or PG-13? That's uh, Suicide Squad. <laughs> Yeah, that's just yeah. yeah this movie is, is what true. Suicide Squad should have been. I agree. I definitely agree. And I mean, b- between all of the other DC movies, I think ranking them, I would definitely, honestly, say this is probably at number one right now for me. And Shazam probably follows closely after that. And then. I mean, and then there's just kind of the rest of them, but <laughs> I mean, okay. I would say like man of steel three and then, um, I guess BVS and then justice. Well, no wonder Woman. I forgot. Anyway, I don't know. What were your thoughts about the movie, Devin? <laughs> now I've been rambling on here for a while. I, don't, I, don't I wanted really to get, where, pick your where, brain a little bit. I don't, know, I don't really know where I rank it yet, but it, it was definitely a good time. Um, trying to think uh margot robbie was great as usual as you'd expect she really does embody harley quinn like when you think of harley quinn now you're you're gonna think of her i feel like because she just gets so into the role yeah i definitely agree i I think i think she like kind of pitched this movie herself like five years ago too so like she like really got behind this and she's a producer on it Oh, I did not know she was a producer on it. That's probably why, you know, <laughs> it, <laughs> I know a lot of people are like, oh, you know, she says Harley freaking Quinn in the in the trailers. And I'm like, I mean, even if she said it in the movie, but it's like you know, we, we had so much rated R goodness within this movie. Oh, it yeah, would be kind a, of a lot of rated R that you said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, and it kind it can, you know, it just it th- this was this was a fun ride. And I guess if you want to compare it to a theme compare it to a theme park i guess you could but i mean yeah shut there up, are parts up, martin yeah well yeah for everyone's like oh he hates marvel movies and then during the director's round table through what was it variety he's like no i said superhero movies but i will say that he actually watched um i don't know if it was like an early uh cut a birds of prey at margot robbie's house in australia and he actually ended up liking it oh, so, oh really yeah like i i forgot what it was uh, it was some interview with margot robbie and she had um uh, no no it was an interview with with martin scorsese and he had mentioned that he went to her house and he said you know he's he's like generally i don't really like these kind of movies but she convinced him to watch it and voila so i thought that was pretty cool <laughs> Yeah, good for her. Yeah. But um, did you want to head into spoilers? Is there anything else you wanted to 
touch on, you know, for the non-spoiler part of this uh, review. It's time to spoil. All right, everyone. You heard that. It is time to hit into our spoilers. We'll be right back right after I play a short clip from the movie, and then we'll just go balls to the wall and talk about everything we loved, everything we hated, and where we think DC goes from here. So, uh, yeah, let's just get into the clip. All right, everyone, and we're back. It's time to spoil the movie for all that, you. That was a nice, that was a nice clip we had there. Yeah, that that was great, great clip. Absolutely loved it. You know, just a pure <laughs> five seconds of silence so I can <laughs> figure out where to put this clip. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, wow, this movie. Um, it was very, very gory. And I really did enjoy that it was rated R. And I have to say, I absolutely love the way that um, Irwin's, Irwin's uh, character kind of just <laughs> explodes. Just <laughs> so like, that, like a, like a privileged douchebag he is, the millionaire. <laughs> this is the Harley, I have your ring. What ring? Oh, <laughs> it was like a, yeah, that, that got like a, a couple, I got a couple claps in the theater there. Oh yeah, to my how how was your audience by the way? Uh, it was pretty quiet overall, but there's some some definitely some laughter and then a few claps at the end there. Yeah, okay, yeah. I was sitting next to this old this fat old guy and on my left. There's no one to my right, but he was like cackling the entire time. He absolutely loved it, and I think he brought his daughter and his daughter's boyfriend. I think they're all there together. It seemed like they came in together, but I'm not entirely sure. You know what kids are. It's like, oh, you know, like my parents brought me, but I'm, I'm not going to acknowledge that I'm sitting next to them in the theater. Surprised he didn't sit between them. No, that's okay. I'm, I'm good. I was pretty much in you know, in the middle of the screen, the screen. But I will say um, I did doze off for like a few minutes because I was a little bit tired, but I do plan on going to see it again. Um, during the weekend so there's always that you know i just have to you know i wake i wake up early for work and i've yeah I've, i felt good but you know it's kind of just part of my uh, normal schedule now that's normally around the time right now it's when i would be heading off but we have some recording to do so gotta love that but um yeah man so i, I, I guess will say in in the beginning um they were kind of using this this fractured way of storytelling that's becoming kind of popular where they just go out of order for certain things and just have the narrator, Harley Quinn, tell you what's going on. I wasn't a big fan of that. It just, just kind of took you out of it at sometimes and got a little confusing. Do you, Would you say it's kind of like uh, with The Gentleman? Because I feel like this is like a little bit of like Quentin Tarantino into this film. But a like I like the voiceover. What, what I, I, I like the voiceover, but I just I don't I don't really like the uh, the fragmented the of, story. Yeah. yeah, and I will say it it was a little bit hard um hard to follow along. Um, and I can also even say like with the gentleman because a lot of that cut back and forth, and it seems to be a little bit more of a trend now. Um, 
But I think with Little Women, what they did so well was between the past and the future, the past was more of uh, the tone on screen was more of like a warm, vibrant color versus the, uh, well, not the future, but the present, which had more of a cooler, colder tone as of what was going on within the movie. So it was very easy to keep track of. But I will say, yeah, I was lost a little bit. Um, I definitely want to see it again, like I said. But um, I did have a question. So what, that wasn't a real hyena, was it? <laughs> like, I, it, I hope not. I mean, actually, if, if that is real, I definitely want one because it was amazing. It was, it was the little chuckles it had. <laughs> it was so domestic. I was like, what's going on? Like, it I, looks, want, I want to know how it survived. It just kind of yeah. showed up at the end there. Yeah, I, I would definitely like to know that. Like, but it looks so real. Like, did it not? Like, I was the entire time like, is that real? When, when they I shared that, uh, they shared that Twizzler together. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Or maybe it was like, maybe someone in a mocap suit, or maybe it was like a dog in a mocap suit. Nowadays with technology, animals looking real, like Lion King. Okay. Well, People yeah, have, we have the technology. <laughs> we have the technology <laughs> but yeah man so uh wh- what did you think of the the rest of the uh the birds of prey the squad Who, who's your favorite uh, they definitely, i'd say they definitely took a back seat obviously harley's the star of the show which which makes sense because she's the reason people are seeing the movie for the most part um as far as i don't i don't really know um i think mary elizabeth winstead was was cool as huntress just kind of being like trying to be badass, but can't really pull it off. When she, <laughs> when she speaks, she practices in the mirror. That was pretty funny. Yeah. I feel like she only had like two minutes of screen time until like the third act for yeah, Huntress. Yeah, that's, that's how it was for um, her and uh, Renee Montoya. They didn't have too much screen time until the end. Yeah, that is that is very true. And R- Renee, that was that was the cop. Black Canary, I forgot her. What was that Black Canary? I'm blanking out on names right now. Yeah, M- Renee was the cop. Yeah. Well, I actually forgot to <laughs> mention who was in the movie for the <laughs> for the review. And I forgot to read the synopsis. <laughs> but oh well. <laughs> wow, I'm really slipping tonight. But yeah, I I, I would agree there. Um this um there, there was like it's really, it's really more of a Harley Quinn movie, which was obvious from the trailers. But the uh, Birds of Prey actually pretty much takes takes the uh, the side here. It's more of a side story. Yeah, I and I will say between the Birds of Prey, uh, the rest of the gang, I would probably have to say that Huntress uh, was probably my favorite, and then Black Canary. Um, but I know a lot of people um, that I've been reading online said that they're absolutely absolutely in love with uh black canary there but apparently there's some people who weren't very um uh happy with black mask saying that that wasn't the black mask that they were looking for but i mean it is what it is um you know it's I mean, kind of just you you and killed it yeah i i definitely agree that mask yeah between you and, and margot robbie they, they were definitely the start of the start of the show that bacon egg and cheese sandwich though during <laughs> During the it beginning, it looks so good. It looks so. Re- I honestly felt like I was heartbroken when she when she dropped it, and I like it. I like how you know. I mean, I guess it's like, oh, you know, me and the Joker broke up. It's like, all right, but like they're saying it's not 
a sequel to Suicide Squad. It's more of a spinoff. Which is, yeah. And I'm like, okay. Like, you know, I could definitely see them starting fresh new with Birds of Prey saying, oh, you know, Harley and the Joker used to date, which they did. But, you know, it's just more of a, oh, like we broke up type of situation. But I did like how they kind of, you know, it showed how alone uh, Harley was and pretty much everyone was out to get her at one point. Like that, that was a crazy scene uh, right before she uh, <laughs> lost that sandwich. Oh, it's, it's actually, it's actually kind of funny. Like the beginning of the movie, it starts off with that animated, like just like little short to catch you up with things. That kind, that kind of shows you like, like how bad suicide squad was because they had to explain who Harley Quinn was in this movie. That's how bad of a job Suicide Squad did. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I saw people on Twitter. They're like, "Oh, like I'm watching uh, Suicide Squad and getting ready for Birds of Prey." I'm like, "This, this isn't a sequel. I hope you know that. Like, they're making another Suicide Squad." But um, I guess for DC, like, wh- where do you think that? Wh- where do you think the studio is trying to go with all of these new properties? Because they have been getting better. Um, with you know releasing newer uh, newer movies, newer films, however you want to say it. Um, but do do you think that they'll ever try to uh, echo what Marvel is doing, or do you think that they are better off doing these standalone films? I hope they don't. They already they already failed once. I don't, I don't <laughs> see why, especially so soon. Like I can't really say that they actually tried though, because they. <laughs> What what was it? Man of Steel came out. <laughs> yeah, one Superman, one half and then of a BBS. movie. Yeah, <laughs> it was like okay, we're gonna do Superman, and then we're gonna do no BBS. Flash, no, no, uh, no. Aquaman no comes out yet. after Justice no League. No Cyborg. Cyborg was awful in Justice League. Ooh, man, he was terrible. <laughs> God. <laughs> do, do you think Justice League? Do you think it's the worst DC movie? Or do you think actually? I think it is Suicide Squad. I think Justice League is definitely down there. It's a, a coin flip. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, absolutely, man. I feel like Justice League is more embarrassing because of how good it's supposed to be. Because it's fucking Justice League. Yeah, that's true. That is very, very true. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely hope that they keep up this. Um, you know the, yeah, the yeah, standalone keep these these one off like single singular stories it's it's yeah. obviously working they don't have to have a team up but yeah we don't but what i really do like what dc does with their animated it, uh, films is that you know the, there are surprise cameos like when it comes to other heroes or other villains like i would say what's the most recent dc animated film i believe it's batman hush um so I believe Superman's in it for like maybe four or five minutes. And then, and so is um, Poison Ivy. She's in it as well, but they're only in it for like maybe four or five minutes a piece, but you know, showing like ca- kind of cameo appearances, just reminding everyone, Hey, you know, the universe is connected, but it's not that connected. Um, you know, just everyone's kind of just doing their own thing within the same universe, but not um interacting as much as you may think that they are but i thought that was a pretty nice touch but yeah i really do like um how um 
Birds of Prey is doing its own thing. And even during the, the I was like, is there a post-credit scene? You're like, I don't know. So I was sitting there because I saw a bunch of people sitting there as well. I was like, well, maybe there is, maybe there isn't. You know, it's, it's- I was uh, quite the attempt at a post-credit quote-unquote scene. Yeah. <laughs> well, you were like, not worth it. I was like, eh, I got a little bit of a chuckle out of it. But uh, <laughs> I definitely think that this is... Um, I, I think if they keep this formula going, honestly, I, I think from here on out, I think DC movies need to be rated R just overall, because I mean, DC, the DC universe um, is not saying that Marvel isn't, you know, a um, can be like a dark, gritty place, but D, DC uh, comics are pretty much made or, or geared towards more of a mature audience and even if you watch a lot of the DC animated films, they're they're pretty. There's a lot of adult themes within the animated um, movies as well. So it's I I think they need to keep going down this route. I mean, obviously, if something warrants for a PG thirteen, it needs to be a, re- a very good reason. But you know, keep it rated R. Not saying you have to throw like the F word around like a thousand times or whatever, but it does. It just gives you that room to grow and it, give- yeah, it would make the most sense. Just fill the niche that Marvel doesn't because they're not going to be making rated R movies. Maybe Deadpool, but maybe yeah. And they, they just say Deadpool would be rated R. Um, but yeah, because I mean, it, it's great. You know, I love what Disney is doing with Marvel. Um, but and it was like everyone's like, oh, you know, like they're afraid to go rated R. But it's like, well, it's I don't think it's more that they're afraid to go rated R. It's just that I mean, Disney Disney is geared towards kids. It is geared toward it's geared towards a more family friendly experience that everyone can enjoy. And there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. That's their business model, and they're not going to stray away from their business model when it comes to that. So, I mean, you know, they're doing their own thing. There's nothing wrong with it. And then I think DC needs to do their own thing with uh, Rated R, and there's nothing wrong with that either. So, I don't know. Uh, do you want to touch on anything else? Uh, I think we can touch on a couple of our favorite scenes. I really liked the – there was two fight scenes I really liked. There was one that was in when she was breaking her out of the, the jail, and it was like the sprinklers were on. That was, like, really cool. <laughs> yeah. She's just walking and fighting and well, basically rain, but sprinkler. It just looked so cool. And then also the fight scene that was in like that uh I don't even know what you call it. It was like a like a tool shed, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I was gonna mention that. Yeah, that, that was definitely the, one of my favorite the, scenes. Big warehouse. That was awesome. Like everything that happened in that fight was really cool. And even when she like broke his arm, like through the windshield and then jumped out and broke his leg. I was like, whoa, what it, is it really did throw. <laughs> yeah. It, it really did throw me for a loop there. I, I probably would have to say my favorite scene of the movie was during the beginning when literally everyone is just after her because it was, it was chaotic in a way, but it just, it shows how, um, how, her life is in shambles, you know, to a point, you know, she's not with the Joker anymore. And even when she tries to, you know, go out and, 
have fun on her own and she um, makes friends with the other people and she overhears them talking about her and it's like oh you know i bet she's not really over the joker you know she's been saying that for a while or she said that before and she always comes running back but i, I and i really liked you know even with um how and I don't know. I think I think the beginning of the movie probably was my favorite just because I don't think a lot of people know that uh Harley Quinn was, you know, she 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 went to it was, it was law school and um she ended up working at Arkham and becoming one of its patients, but during that time, you know, she fell in love with the Joker and you know, bleach your skin and whatnot. I think the, the beginning did a really great job of setting up the world building for this movie. And if if they make another one, that's cool. If not, oh well. But I also really love the name tags that kept popping up whenever someone yeah. new came on screen. Those are all so good. Yeah, especially I, I, the one, especially the one for um for Black Mask, like. It was like grievances, any number of things. Me having a vagina, me voting for Bernie. <laughs> so many, so many bangers. It really was. I mean, it's yeah, it's. I mean, in I, I, I like I've said, I've, I saw so much of Deadpool in this movie. I do think Deadpool is a little bit funnier because I mean, obviously, it is Ryan Reynolds, and like that is just who he is as a person, but. I think that they did a great job with this. I don't know why everyone's so hell bent on, you know, the women not being quote unquote sexy enough. You know, I, I think yeah, that, that was, that was just an awful opinion. Yeah. It, it was just, especially that one guy on, I don't know who it was. He was like, Oh, this is like birds of praise is going to flop. I'm like, but why? Like everyone's just assuming that this is going to happen when, in reality, we, we really don't know. And I think the um, I, I, I think it's going to kill the box offices this, this um, weekend. It's already uh, projected to make back its um, budget. So in the first yeah. weekend. That is in that. And there isn't really anything else out. But uh, <laughs> to be well, this week, at least uh, to be completely fair. But yes, it is supposed to make back its budget, which I'm very excited for. So I mean I think what what other DC movies do we have coming up? Um, Wonder Woman's coming out later this year, so that's pretty cool. And we're supposed to get a Shazam two, but uh, I guess we'll see about that. I don't know. I, what did I you think of the ending? The the ending when uh, oh um, I liked it. Um, I thought it was I, I thought they they wrapped it up very well. You know, with um, obviously with Black Mask, the way he died, I thought it was actually pretty funny. And then, uh, you know, later on, they're kind of, well, you know, Harley stealing uh, Black Canary's car was pretty cool. Um, but it kind of shows that, you know, it's still like, yeah, Harley, you know, is a birds of prey, but she's still her own person. And that, you know, she's still going to do her own thing. And I think she's beginning to find her way, which I thought was pretty cool. But I don't know. What about you? Uh, I didn't think they they stuck the ending perfectly. There was definitely some issues. Like the big thing for me was when um, Black Canary finally uses her power at the end. It like it like looked really bad. It was like the wor- worst looking part of the movie. Probably like one of the only parts that looked bad actually. But that that was pretty rough. It would it would have been a cool moment too. Just her like 
like just screeching out her power and killing everyone. But I but but after that I loved the um the roller skating scene when she was like chasing the car. Like that was all so cool. Like just the idea of of having roller skates on while you're chasing a car cuz it just kind of works cuz you wouldn't like fall over while it's driving cuz you have wheels on your feet. I don't know, it just it just made sense. It was it was cool to see. Yeah. <laughs> that is I totally forgot about the roller skating scene. That that was actually very very clever. But yeah, I really do wish uh, Black Canary would have used her um her powers just a little bit more cuz you know, it, they could have showed her like I mean, you know, just like which, I mean, it, it's it's a pretty dangerous power, like <laughs> busting eardrums and whatnot, and just oh my gosh, like someone can like forever be like deaf because of that. But yeah, they I, also, I they also made the grenade thing like a little too obvious. Like they they showed her picking it up, and then they did a flashback too. Like that was a little a little much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, yeah, the the setup was. I mean, it was there, but it was like too obvious. You didn't have to like, and also show like, me. I'm not. I don't even know what, what, where were they in the end? Like it was all foggy, and there were statues. It so looked like a uh, like a pier of some sort. I think I don't, I don't know what the uh, the relevance was. I don't either. It, it might have been something, something from the comics. You know, they always try to lie in a few Easter eggs here or there. But you know, if I mean, if if you're not like a diehard fan of like Black Mask or you know anything when it comes to DC related. Um, probably wouldn't understand it, but I'm sure we'll find it in a YouTube video because that's what we do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, do you uh, want to get into scores? Let's do it. All right, out of a uh, hundred bops, uh, what would you give Birds of Prey? I'm thinking. See, I didn't love the beginning i didn't love the end but i definitely liked everything else i'm gonna go with the 79 Ooh, okay okay i was actually gonna go with a i was gonna go with a 76 so <laughs> there we go <laughs> i was like 75 eh, we'll get a little bit more of 76 for sure like not not the perfect movie but for dc this is very super very solid good. yeah very super solid like honestly all across the board just just great stuff but yeah i believe uh that pretty much wraps up our review of birds of prey um can we get a bruce bruce the hyena (laughs) spinoff oh yeah i i seriously need to know how he like actually survived because that was very uh that was very weird but i mean i don't know hey if 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 hans can (laughs) survive an f9 for whatever reason i guess i guess the hyena can survive too because apparently we don't need explanations anymore, but oh well. But yeah, as I said, uh, that concludes our review of Birds of Prey. Uh, Devin, as always, thank you for coming on. You gotta, you gotta say the full title. What was the Birds of Prey and the Emanci- it's a really, really dumb title? And, and, and the, the fact, fact, fantabulous emancipation of one, one Harley, Harley Quinn. Quinn. That's right. I'm not gonna put that in the title. <laughs> Birds of Prey 2019 review. Boom. Done. 2019. <laughs> I mean, oh. 2020. Wow. My Flashback. gosh. I'm, I'm, I'm living in the past. Look at me. 
I just, <laughs> can't, can't let go of last, last year. We've had so many great movies, but I think this year will hopefully be uh, just as good, if not better. But um, yeah. So, and also before we uh, wrap up here, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at film optics optics is spelled O P T I X. And of course, as always, as I mentioned uh, before you can listen to this podcast on literally any major podcast platform that's out there apple Podcasts, google play spotify stitcher anchor um youtube as well we're on there so yeah so i believe our next review um valentine's day and you know what that means sonic the hedgehog <laughs> yeah gotta go fast gotta go fast my my, my theater went I, it was fast out of tickets. I was like, you know, I'm just gonna, you know, just just buy buy my Sonic, my uh, my Sonic ticket today. You know, there's nothing really coming out next week that I'm super interested in besides Portrait of a Lady on Fire. I look at the times, both times, my studio, I mean, my not my studio, my theater, completely sold out. And I was like, what? <laughs> there's Nashville, no, capital of Sonic fans. I don't know why. This is so weird, but. I got. I ended up getting a ticket, but it's for a different theater. But at least I get to see it in Dolby. But it's a little bit farther away, so it's oh, always well. worth the, the extra drive. Yeah, I think so. So we'll. Uh, <laughs> I'm just. I'm so like how how did this movie sell out? Like <laughs> two showings on on fr- Thursday and Friday, mind you. <laughs> oh well we never know we'll never know but (laughs) we'll see you guys later um keep a lookout no we're done (laughs) bye